Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from BetSided. Hey, does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? It's sports betting for everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in them, it's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season. Early leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready to go. I think they're going to have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one seed. And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallet. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most important thing? Breakfast family. I thought you meant the things you need. Bed and breakfast live on a Monday. Hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. They enjoyed it amongst family and friends. Uh, Reed and I personally enjoyed our Chinese food and NBA basketball. Peter, hopefully it was a good holiday for you and your family, but good to see you both all here. On the show today, we will go through our early leans for week 17 in the NFL, just two more regular season games left. We will also go through some intriguing plays ahead for the college football playoff over the course of today's show. And of course, bets, 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 best bets, I should say, uh, for tonight. Although Reed is, is changing the rules a little bit. He's decided to go with the play on one of the Tuesday bowl games. So we'll We'll let it slide for today. Uh, Magellan, it, 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 it's good to see you, Peter. How was uh, how was the how was your Christmas with your family? Man, it was great. Nick's won. Got to see some family. You really can't ask for anything more than that. It was a a non sweat Knicks game, which is the rarest form of Knicks game this season. So hopefully they can win back to back for the first time since October on Tuesday. But you know, I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket yet. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, Reed, uh, a good win for for the Nets, even without Kevin Durant. So you were able to enjoy your uh, your Christmas as well. Near panic attack in the fourth quarter, but hey. It, it's never supposed to be easy, so we'll take it, though. Wins are wins. No, that's true. And uh, as uh, you know, general manager and soon-to-be owner and, and player LeBron James said post-game, you know, <laughs> no one's going to feel sorry for us. I we definitely to... don't. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I have to figure out a way to get it done. Um, before we get started today, one of the ideas, and for maybe everybody that's, that's listening and joining us today, maybe this is a little bit too inside radio, uh, but every morning at around nine o'clock Eastern, all of us over at Bedside, we have our daily brainstorm session where we go and we'll meet, we'll go through all the different ideas that we plan to, to write about and cover over the course of the day. And one of the things that came up was taking a look at the NFC playoff picture because it's kind of nuts right now. You have the Packers up top clinched the division. They're 12 and three. They're the number one seed if the season were to end today. And then there's the Cowboys. Second seed, they're 11 and four clinched the division last night the rams it's weird to think about the rams still being 11 and 4 in the same record as the number four seed tampa and dallas just because of of their inconsistencies and some of their bad losses this year Mm -hmm. what i'm curious to hear from you guys is packers cowboys rams bucks all of them at the top, I think we would all consider them to be amongst the favorites and co-favorites over at WinBet to come out of the NFC. But my question is, if you had to go ahead and put a, a futures bet on one of those four teams, based on everything that we know heading to the final couple games of the year, based on health, based on opportunity, based on home field advantage, um, 
Is there one that is standing out a little bit more to you? Because I, I feel like this is a very tough decision trying to figure out amongst those four teams, who's the most likely team coming out. It's, Reed, I'll start with you on this. Is there one that you feel much more compelled to pick? Can I say no? Uh, there's yeah, one team I, I can. Yeah, this, this, I, we can do whatever we want on this show. Um, I still think it's Tampa Bay, but with the injury concerns, I'm not sure I could say that this team is the outright favorite. If they are able to get back Mike Evans healthy, Leonard Fournette, Levante Dave, if those guys come back healthy, then yeah, they're still a class of the NFC. I've thought that the entire year, and there's nothing to change my mind. But I'm more – it's not Green Bay. I know they're going to have home field. I know all this. I know Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP. It's not Green Bay. This is the same team it's always been. Um, they are 10th in DVOA. Um, they're ninth in weighted DVOA. The real thing is they are 32nd in special teams DVOA and 22nd in defensive DVOA. So, yes, Aaron Rodgers is playing lights out football, but he is not – it, there's a recipe to beat them. And I think the Browns showed it. I think the Ravens were the backup quarterback showed it the week before that this team is skating by. And I think that in the playoffs, there's going to be some regression and a team I'll say to keep an eye on. It's still the San Francisco 49ers. I know Jimmy G has his issues, but that team has green Bay's number. And if they have to go to Lambeau, I'm taking Niners money line. Wow. Okay. So even going into Lambeau, because when these two teams played for a trip to go to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, the 49ers completely whooped them. Although granted for the 49ers side, that was a, far better oh yeah absolutely when they went to the super bowl and ended up losing to the kansas city chiefs so that that's a really interesting play they still have a handful of guys from that team um and maybe they gotta get there first they i don't don't know if they could get there but i'm not sold on this green bay team as like the top runaway team that's gonna have home field throughout the entire year i still think this team has issues and there's a way to beat them it's keep aaron Rodgers on the sideline and run the rock right down their throat for sure. I, I think the key difference is that if the Packers end up getting that home field, I don't know about you, Peter, but to me, it feels like that sets up awfully well for them, especially in Aaron Rodgers' swan song year in Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the Packers get in that spot and lose before. I'm not going to say that they're they're invincible if they're, they're at Lambeau. They lost last year at Lambeau in the NFC Championship game. But, I mean... This is this is Aaron Rodgers and Devonta. This is their their year to take the NFC. There's no question in my mind because you look at everybody else. Everyone else is banged up in some way. The Rams are a little bit banged up. They've dealt with COVID issues. They've had some bad losses this year. Cardinals don't have DeAndre Hopkins potentially for the rest of the season. I don't think he's going to be back unless they make the NFC Championship game. I think that's the first chance that they've been saying he's got a shot to come back. They've had some really bad losses the past couple weeks. The Cowboys lost to the Broncos. They play in the NFC East. I don't know how for real they are when they're facing playoff quality competition every single week. And we look at the Bucs, and the Bucs, if you told me three weeks ago who I was I taking, I'd probably take the Bucs. The issue is, is the Bucs just lost their three best playmakers. So I don't know how much you can put on Tom Brady to win this with Antonio Brown. Remember, I, I was watching the Bucs Saints game, and it reminded me a ton of Tom Brady's last year with the Patriots. It was a bunch of mid-position skill players around him, and everything wasn't going the way he wanted to. He didn't have guys winning one-on-one every single time, and the Bucks' offense looked horrible. Now, Antonio Brown being back, that helps. If Mike Evans comes back, that helps. But this team is significantly worse and significantly more banged up than any other team in the NFC right now. And my biggest thing with the Packers is, obviously, they have the health issue. Aaron Rodgers is playing really well, but they also... Other than, compared to these other teams, they've avoided the COVID issue. 
shockingly enough, because Aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated, <laughs> he can't test positive and get come out of the protocols for 90 days since he did. So that basically clears them for almost the entire postseason. So knowing that you're going to have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams because they both were already in the protocols early in the year for basically the entire postseason, I kind of love that because as much as we don't, nobody wants to see it, but like Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady could all enter at some point down the stretch and it would be horrible for the NFL, but the Packers don't have to worry about that. So as crazy as that is, I think that makes them the, the bet personally. All right. So, so these are all really compelling points. I, I want to touch on two teams that we really didn't address at this point. Yeah. I was going to say, we still have to talk about the two other teams that yeah, we let's, completely let's, glossed let's, over. Let's and they deserve credit. Well, it's not that we've glossed over them. I mean, you guys had your takes on, on both of those teams in the mix, but I, to me, I think if you're talking about a regression candidate, the Cowboys on the defensive side of the ball is mm-hmm. a concern for me because as dominant as they looked on Sunday night football, I, we've seen the teams that are always taking advantage of being in the right place at the right time with the turnover battle. A lot of, they, they had a, a graphic on the Sunday night broadcast about Trevor, about, about Diggs and how he's still leading the league in yards allowed at that position, but he's also taking the ball away a ton. What that tells you is that he's taking a ton of chances. You can't do that against Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. 100%. You can't do that against Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. And you certainly can't do that against Tom Brady and whoever he ends up throwing the ball to as far as those matches go. So with Diggs, yes, he's taken advantage and he's made some remarkable plays on the ball. But I don't know if I trust the Dallas defense to get to a point in the postseason where that's not going to come back and bite them. I think there's more of a sample with Diggs being beat as opposed to him making some big plays. Now, that's not to take away anything from what their defense has accomplished this year. They've been really, really good, but that's a concerning, a concerning stat for me on that side. As for the offense, they're, they've shown too many inconsistencies for me this year for me to feel really secure about the Cowboys. And for anybody that joined us at the beginning, they know me on the sound clip talking about how Dak Prescott should win the MVP if the Cowboys win the division. To a certain extent, I kind of stand by that, but that <laughs> might just be for selfish reasons. So I had some concerns about the Cowboys in there. And then for the Rams, boy, Minnesota's defense is not good. And for Stafford to have that type of performance, granted, it, it's a one-game sample, but it's alarming. It's alarming for him to have the type of turnovers that he's had this year. And as much as I've been a fan and supporter of Stafford and the fact that they got him out of Detroit – him to finally have a chance to win a Super Bowl. I think talent-wise, the Rams are probably the best bet. Um, but I, I just don't trust Stafford in these types of games, especially with a lot of these weird defensive looks. If you can't dominate a team like the Vikings, I, I just don't know how you're going to dominate a team like Green Bay on the road or Dallas on the road or certainly Tampa Bay on the road because I don't think the Rams are going to get that opportunity. Yeah. They're going to have to face a really tough road that's kind of what scares me more because if they end up as the the four or if they don't end up winning the division if arizona somehow wins that division like they're gonna have to be potentially like the bucks or the cowboys and then beat somebody else and then potentially face the packers in the in the nfc championship like i don't know if they can win those three games to be honest with you how speaking of the cardinals before we get into some of our early lanes for the week what's what how <laughs> how long do their odds have to be for you to be like all right this is a worthwhile bet at this point like i win bet hasn't released them yet for for monday we know that they likely will a little bit later on in the day do they have to be 
10 to one, 15 to one, 20 to one to win the NFC for you to feel like, okay, there's enough value here for a team that through the first 11, 12 weeks of the season was the best team and the most consistent team in the NFL. Reed, I'll, I'll start with you on this. No, I, I think they are who we thought they were. Um, it's weird because last year I love the Cardinals. They were one of those teams I couldn't stop betting and they lost me money. And then this year I felt that this team was overrated and Colt McCoy just took all my money in the middle of the year, which made no sense. Um, just one of those years, I guess. But, um, you know, I, I think that this team is who we thought they were, where Cliff Kingsbury's a bad coach. Um, they're now down DeAndre Hopkins. Who knows what his health is going to be? Um, their rush defense is terrible. So, yeah, I can't see them going on the road and going on some crazy run. Again, I'm going to bring up a team like the 49ers that they seem like they can maybe go on the road and beat a few teams. The Cardinals don't strike me as that team. So, you know, I, if you're going to give me like a long, long number, sure. But like, again, I'd rather take like in that mid range, I'd rather take a team like the Rams or Cowboys who are probably going to host a playoff game and then go on the road. You know, at least you get one under your belt and then get going, which if I were to take one of those two teams, because I didn't really talk about them before, I'd probably lean towards the Rams. I, I Like you said, Ben, I don't know if that Dallas defense is going to hold up in the postseason. Dak, his home road splits, I could try and find the number while we're doing best bets, but his home road splits are really concerning. So if they have to go on the road to play Tampa Bay again, if they have to go play Green Bay again, that's um, not going to be pretty. So, yeah, I think Dallas is in for regression. And as for the Cardinals, they are a total fade the rest of the way. No, I'm not interested in them at all. Really quickly before your pick on Arizona, Peter, Dak's uh, home road splits this year at home. through He's 5-2, and two, by the way, both at home and on the road. But as far as his quarterback rating, it's around 118 at home, 86.6 on the road. He's thrown for 20 touchdowns and two picks at home, nine touchdowns and eight interceptions on the road. So I, I think that's a really compelling point, especially for Dallas. If you're going to Green Bay, that's a legitimate concern, even if you're the number two seed uh, going into the postseason. But they need to get wins and opportunities at home down the stretch mm -hmm. uh, because the Prescott numbers at home, like you said, really stand out. What, what do you do with the Cardinals, Peter? How, how long of odds would you need for them to feel like, okay, I can go ahead and make a reasonable wager here. I really think like 20 to one is the, the spot for me just purely because I don't like, if they win the NFC East, I think it's a, there's a chance or NFC West, excuse me. Yeah. I think there's a chance if they don't win the division, I think they could get bounced first round. Like that's, that's how slim the margin kind of is with this team. And I don't know what it is, guys, with teams in Arizona and their first-round picks, but the Suns took Jalen Smith, and, they, <laughs> they were, and the Cardinals took Zayvon Collins, and he has 22 tackles on the air. Reed talks about how they have a horrible run defense. Like, you drafted a middle linebacker in the first round. He's been a non-contributor the entire year. Like, that's not not a good look. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think the Rams are the better team in the NFC West, but I don't think either one of those teams beats either um, Tampa Bay or Green Bay, to be honest with you. It's worth noting real quick, the Cardinals aren't done-done in the division. They do play the Cowboys, who who knows what kind of – they clinched the division, right? So who knows what they're looking to do. So they play the um, Cowboys next week, and then they play the Seahawks, who who knows what that team's going to be like in Week 18. While the Rams, they get the Ravens on the road, who may get Lamar Jackson back, and then they get the 49ers in Week 18. So, yes, the Rams have a game up. I believe the Cardinals still have the tiebreaker, though. So it's not done-done. So the Cardinals still could win the division, which I guess would change the calculus here. Right. But I'm still fading them down the stretch. All right. Perfectly reasonable picks, indeed. I would probably take a look at Arizona. I, I agree with you, Peter. I think 20-1 to 1 would probably be where I'd have to go. There's right. just not a lot of trust um, in the way in which – you, you can't – this is a very disturbing trend to watch you year after year completely fade in the second half – and there is an element of momentum heading into the postseason. And yes, Murray has the chance to turn it on every game, but 
you, you can't continue to lose games the way you've lost. I, I thought I thought the Colts were ripe for the picking on Saturday night, on Christmas night, and they just did not take advantage of it. And considering all the injuries and all the COVID tests for the Colts, uh, that that's a really bad look for them not to be able to take advantage. And they and they can't win at home either. They they have not been a good team at home over the last month and a half of the season. Uh, so something to be very legitimately concerned about with the Cardinals. Let's get into uh, our early leans. Week 17 in the NFL odds, of course, are out over at WinBet Sportsbook. We have our opening odds article that you can find over at Betsided as well. Uh, so Peter, let me kick things off with you. You're looking at a big underdog this week uh, to kick things off. What do you like? Yeah, I like the Houston Texans, as crazy as that sounds, plus 14 and a half against uh, Reed's 49ers this week. Uh, but it's really just, I mean, 14 in the hook. Houston's caught one back-to-back games. They upset the Chargers. Like, they're playing spoiler right now. I don't think, like, they're, I don't think they're going to win this game, but Kyle Shanahan at home as a favorite is 5-16 and 2 and two against the spread he's terrible he doesn't cover the spread at home we talked about on this show about how he doesn't cover the spread as a favorite i i just don't think that the texans deserve to be more than a two touchdown underdog in this game so i'm gonna take them i think they can keep it within 14 i hope who do you like reed early lead um, of the week i'm going with a big favorite you know pete's got a big underdog i'll go big favorite uh bucks lane 13 against the jets um i thought i the bucks were one of my first bets last weekend that was one of the easiest bets of the week against the Panthers. They were laying 10, 10 and a half. Thought it was a complete overreaction to their injuries. The Jets, meanwhile, got a nice win over the Jags game. They probably should have lost at the horn there, but they get it. They get the win. Good for them. But in losses against teams that are 500 better this season, the Jets have lost by an average of nearly 14 points. So that's right in line with this. And I'll call Tampa Bay an elite team, even without their weapons. So this looks like a classic spot where Tampa Bay is going to come in. They're looking to gel going into the postseason. The Jets, they got their nice little win against the Jags. They're going to get smoked, in my opinion. I play this at under two touchdowns. I make this closer to like 16. Fair enough. I, I think for me, I'm going to go with uh, an AFC West battle between the Broncos and the Chargers. Normally, the spot is reserved for Peter to go ahead and pick the Denver <laughs> Broncos against the spread. Instead, I will do it this week. Five and a half just feels like too much against a Chargers team that always plays single possession games, especially at home. Uh, I can see the Chargers being up and then letting Drew Locke throw in and turn this into a game where it gets a little bit too close to call. Five and a half against a Chargers team that just lost to the Houston Texans. Um, is a bit alarming for me. And from a talent discrepancy, you have to give the edge to the Chargers. But it's still a division game. It's still a solid Broncos defense. The, the key for them will be whether or not they really get Javante Williams involved. Because if you do, you will be able to beat the Chargers and certainly hang around in this game. It's still a weakness on the Chargers team, the inability to stop the run. And if you're Denver, that's kind of what you want to do anyway. So while the Chargers are in an advantageous spot to win and get themselves remaining in the playoff race, Ultimately, if you can't stop the running game for Denver, which is what they want to do throughout the course of the game anyway, you have to go on the Denver side. And I think that line of five and a half just feels far too inflated. And I wouldn't be surprised considering how people feel about the Broncos right now uh, if this line maybe moves closer to six or so by the time tip or by the time tip off. Too many NBA games in my mind <laughs> before kickoff finally kicks uh, before kickoff finally goes through. So I, I do like the Broncos on the road to cover. Uh, and what will probably feel like a, a, a Broncos home game in Los Angeles anyway, because the Chargers are still trying to figure out uh, whatever's going to happen with their home fan base. Uh, lastly, before we get things going, I know we mentioned too that we'll, we'll dive into some college football picks 
Uh, Reed has one in his best bets for today, for tomorrow's game. We'll also have a video coming up a little bit later on in the week here at BetSided uh, for our plays on the college football playoff. So let's start with our best bets for today, Peter, because uh, your game is today. Uh, I'll have you go. Uh, I'll weigh in, and then we'll we'll go from there. So who do you like for tonight? Yeah, I, I, wow, I'm back in a Reed team after fading a Reed team. Crazy. Um, taking Reed's nets minus four and a half against the Clippers tonight. I just can't. I'm really surprised this line is only four and a half. The Nuggets were four point favorites against the Clippers on the road yesterday. Um, and Los Angeles without Paul George for at least the next month. I mean, you look at that roster without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, man, it is tough. Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, Marcus Morris, and Luke Kennard. Like, I, I'm sorry. There's no way that I can get behind that team. And James Harden looked really good on Christmas. I honestly think the time off from being on the COVID list probably did him some good because I don't think he looked 100% from that hamstring injury he suffered last year at the start of the season. So um, I like the Nets minus four and a half in this spot. I know the Clippers covered yesterday, but this Nets team, even without Kevin Durant, is, I think, a little bit more talented than uh, the Nuggets are with just Jokic and a bunch of bench guys. They also didn't have Aaron Gordon yesterday. So Give me the Nets minus four and a half. Nets minus four and a half on the road at Los Angeles. For me, I'm going Monday Night Football where you have the Saints. Um, last time I checked, they're uh, still a three-point underdog at home against the Miami Dolphins. I know that uh, Ian McMillan throughout the course of the year has talked about the uh, Tennessee Titans as a fraud. Uh, I know how you guys feel about the Miami Dolphins, that uh, maybe they should be a part of that conversation as well, despite winning six consecutive games. Uh, but I'm going to Alvin Kamara over 26 and a half receiving yards. Ian Book is getting the started quarterback. This is now the fourth quarterback to start this year for the New Orleans Saints. And if you remember anything about Ian Book during his time at Notre Dame is they still run a pro-style offense, which means he knows how to get the ball to running backs, especially during his time at Notre Dame. That was a big part of their offense is getting the ball out in the flat to running backs. And especially in his first career start on Monday night, Kamara dumping him off to the backfield, that's going to be his best friend for the course of this game. Easy checkdowns, easy opportunities for Kamara to get involved. I, I think this could be a really big game for him at home against the Dolphins defense that has had issues against the run. They've been fairly decent in coverage and good at taking the ball away. But I think if you're Sean Payton, the goal is make Kamara have opportunities in space. So this should be plenty of opportunities for him. I also like his total, his over on receptions for tonight as well over at WinBet. So give me the over 26 and a half. And Reed, I have things over to you to close things off. Or Tuesday, give me a yes. bowl game, give me a winner. Listen, we got a bowl game canceled today. Another has a JV team going. We got to, I'm trying to give out like a good bet that people, you know, these college football bowl games, I'm trying to make sure that they're winners. So um, North Carolina State money line in the Holiday Bowl, Tuesday night, eight o'clock. Um, I think North Carolina State is a clear side here. UCLA, they have notoriety with Dorian Thompson Robinson, explosive quarterback, dual threat, but who have they beaten this year? In their four losses, they failed to cover in all of them. Um, UCLA, a little overrated. North Carolina State, full of veterans. They missed the ACC championship game after a close loss to Wake Forest. So I think you're going to see this team really get up for this game. One last kind of swan song for these seniors. They're top 10 against the run. UCLA's top 25 in rush rate. So I think North Carolina State's going to shut down their primary point of attack. And also, UCLA, potential COVID outbreak. Quantrez Knight, their top second, their top cornerback, uh, I believe, led the team in tackles, uh, 66 also eight and a half tackles for loss. He's out with COVID, so maybe there's an outbreak. This is minus 130 right now. I jump on it. I like the pack to win this one pretty convincingly. 
Yeah, right now you get minus 130. They're also minus two if you're looking on the spread line for that game as well over at WinBet. There you guys have it. Those are our best bets for Monday and Tuesday, I suppose, here <laughs> on Bet and Breakfast for my guys, Reed and Peter. I am Ben. For more coverage on all these different games over the NFL and, of course, for college football as well, leading up to the big games on Friday, make sure you guys check us out over at fansided.com slash betsided. Until then, we'll have a brand new episode of Bet and Breakfast coming your way on Thursday. We'll talk to you guys soon. Be good. Good luck with all of your bets for the week. 